0: what's up it's wednesday september 28th and you're listening to episode 71 of the chasing points podcast we are your weekly honest dive into the world of sports my name is sam and the birthday boy has returned to us
1: i have arrived to talk a lot of trash so yes i've returned welcome
0: back ace thank you uh you were missed
1: i better have been
0: shout out to uh our friend jeremiah for yeah, stepping in and my, my hold it, keep the seat warm, brother. Right there, yeah. Birthday brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So him. I knew um, I liked him. I knew I liked him for sure. He's reasons. a good dude. Yeah, you're a good dude. Try to but be. the people are wondering where you are, and you're here.
1: Well, I was in Bermuda. I wish I was still there, but you know, Fiona had some plans of her own, so I had to leave a day early. So uh, lost out on a day of my vacation. Thanks, Fiona. Appreciate you. But yeah, no, shout outs to, well, not shout outs, sending love to those that were affected by the hurricane. Like in all seriousness, I got out because I was proactive, uh, but some people were not fortunate enough. I don't think there was any casualties. If I'm not representing that correctly, I apologize. But uh, still a lot of homes tarnished. Puerto Rico, Turks and Caicos were affected. I know a lot of people on the island in Bermuda lost power. Um, so I'm just praying that everybody is safe during a hurricane season for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and another one uh you know, about to hit Florida soon. We're recording Tuesday night. So Yeah, Ian. Ian, yeah. yeah. So um yeah. Hope that everyone that can get out does get out, and everyone that can't
1: uh stay safe for sure. That name sounds familiar, Ian. Hmm, I wonder where I know that name from. Just saying. Continue. Oh, all right. Well
0: <laughs> you're back, so uh let's just have our podcast again. Uh let's do that busy busy crazy week in the nfl i feel like i say that every week uh it's been a uh, topsy-turvy is that the word is that the uh adjective sure. for this sure. uh yeah. no it's it's been busy uh so we're gonna break down some winners and losers talk about, about uh what's going on across the league uh you made your picks we'll see how you did we'll see how i did and uh we'll see if jeremiah is allowed to ever come back and how he did uh <laughs> and looking ahead at week four we'll make some more picks big news in the nba that actually uh broke as jeremiah and i were signing off the uh the podcast on on wednesday night and we didn't quite get to it um that's a boston Celtics story um that we'll we'll certainly dive into today and uh we'll play do you care so let's just uh dive in hayes you are back. You get the first pick here. Let's let's break down some winners and losers from week three in
1: the NFL. Let's go for it, then. Let's go. Go ahead. You're first. What what I'm choosing, what I spoke about, or what my winner and loser is here, Sam. This is yeah. what you're just throwing me yeah. in a line of fire what, to do. You sure. have it written out
0: already. I already know sure. what it is. You want me to throw
1: it no. to you? or No. Uh, it's uh, my boys, the Eagles. Shocker. One of the best team in the league, uh, if not the best team in the league. That's obviously arguable. Uh, to me, it's they're not the best team in the league, but we'll get into that later because uh, I do have my top 10, which I will share shortly. But uh, love what they have done thus far. Uh, love that Jalen is shutting everybody up that said he couldn't do this. And I'm glad that I was in his corner. Uh, at first, I was reluctant. I mean, I always knew that he had the leadership that he had. He was always a hardworking guy. One of the strongest always will be in the locker room. I don't care what position. Um, but, you know, when Carson was that guy and seeing, hoping that he would turn into something, uh, you, you know, you don't want to get rid of a veteran guy uh, that you saw what he potentially could be to just start off with the rookie. But once Jalen was the guy, I haven't turned my uh, back on him and I won't. So all those that were still riding the Wince wagon, trust me, I have more than enough to say about him um, in a nice way, surprisingly. Um, yeah, you should probably be shocked by that. But shout outs to them and then shout outs to my father's team, the Dolphins. Uh, him and I have a a weekly rivalry every year, even though we're not in a division, it's always, Oh, well my team won. What did your team do? So on and so forth. But, uh, the dolphins, the dolphins look really, really scary. Uh, the fact that they were able to beat the bills, uh, which was an absolutely crazy game. And some would probably say they shouldn't have beat the bills because Tua should have been in concussion protocol with the way that he stumbled and they try to lie and say it was his back there's no way and what he did at the presser at the end sam when he had his back brace on and all that i was like okay yeah. you guys are really trying to double down on this this is not this is not no he um,
0: literally could not get up off the like yeah. he's crawling on the field got like, up try oh, to no, figure out yeah yeah fell back down and fell back yeah. down if that's not they're supposed to be like third-party yep. doctors on the sideline pointing this stuff out. I could point it out, and I'm oh,
1: watching on yeah. television. Anybody could point that out. That was yeah. glaringly obvious, but oh. uh, shout-outs to them. Um, unfortunately, I have to I have to say this because uh, my guy, Flores, he built that defense. He, he nurtured that team to this, and McDaniels is getting all the love at this point in time, and it, it's kind of sucky for me. It's kind of giving me Mark Jackson vibes again. When Steve Kerr came in and took over, don't really like it. I was gonna say same don't thing. Don't like it at all. Same thing, but sure, we'll rock with that. Sam, what do you got?
0: Well, uh, a plus, man. You're uh, if you're you've been the champion of the Jalen Hurts bandwagon since he was drafted, and I I want to get some credit for being on the Eagles bandwagon here. Um, let's not you know smell our flowers now. You're you're smart enough to know that, but you deserve a, a victory lap. Because your team's playing, you know, out of their minds. Um, and hopefully they can keep it up. Obviously, you know, continue, you know, it's gonna be tough sledding this year, especially when you kind of have a target on your back. But um, yeah, Jalen's Jalen's the truth. I've been right behind you. This uh, you can listen back these tapes, man. I've been on Jalen Hurts for a while. He's uh he's a special human being on and and definitely off the, the field. So um to uh Tua two two Alabama quarterbacks who uh were on the same team, three leading three and O teams. That's that's wild. Uh my winner though has to uh I was gonna give you the Eagles, obviously, but Lamar Jackson. I see you have Lamar too, so let's uh just split this up. The dude's playing out of his out of his mind. And you know, he turns down this contract, everybody's like, All right, can he can he do it? He's giving up guaranteed money. And since then, he's just bald. He he leads the NFL in passing TDs, with ten, and QB rating. He uh, he has two more on the ground. He's got two hundred plus rushing games. Like he's running even better than he did in his MVP season. And uh, yeah, he's just you know three plus games of three uh, three or more TDs. Like the guys just you know they're gonna have to pay him. This is it's an it's the Aaron Judge situation all over again. Like this team could have locked him up in the in the preseason if they, you know, just had some more conversations and and they're going to make him pay. They're going to pay the guy. I I think if he keeps on this pace and he could stay healthy. No brainer.
1: Every time he steps on the field, he raises his contract. (laughs) He also risks it. I mean, he does. He does. But every time he steps on the field, he raises his contract. He shows them, okay, you wanted me to pass in the pocket. I can do that. I can run. And I'm one of the – when he runs, he is literally the best running back in the league. There's – I don't care what anybody says. He is the fastest person with the ball. You can argue Tyreek. He is the fastest person with the ball that is non-wide receiver. Period. Period. And he's even faster than a lot of wide receivers. And he, he got well. he got a
0: little bigger, right? Then he, he did, gained he like did. thirty pounds or so. He like he's
1: he's literally showing that he can can spread the ball across the field. That's why I love what him and Jalen are both doing. I mean, I I forgot to mention about Jalen. Uh, currently, right now, Jalen is if he was an offense himself, he would be better than twenty two teams in the NFL. Twenty two. So what him and Lamar are doing right now with spreading the ball with running the ball being very smart they are both shutting all the critics up and I absolutely love it. his now with the Ravens you're seeing they have a healthy team they had the crazy shootout uh, the week before uh, now they they've out here and destroying the Patriots uh, which I'll get into them soon uh, but I, I'm just really really happy for Lamar. I pray he stays healthy. Uh, I'm going to put it out there that he is going to stay healthy, and I just hope he gets his money. They're going to have to back up back up that armored truck to his house and, and give whatever he wants. Him and Judge are going to have a nice little phone call. They should have their meetings together and just have Brink trucks just show up lined up, and they each just get it, all the money dropped on them Scrooge McDuck style. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy happy with uh, Lamar for sure. Um, what's your other winner? Sam? Well, Maybe I want to say t- one.
0: say uh, you mentioned Jalen Hurts being responsible for seventy nine percent of the Eagles' total offense, and you said that's better than twenty two teams. Uh, Lamar has accounted for this is from the Athletic. I think they got it from True Media. Eighty five point nine percent of the Ravens' total offense. Yep, that ranks sixth in the league in EPA per drive so uh josh allen for comparison who's before the season started was probably the mvp front runner he might still i mean hurts jackson josh allen mahomes are all in that mvp yeah. conversation yeah. he's 83 percent. so lamar is just blowing the cover off like We'll ball right now. He's, just, he's,
1: he's just such yeah. a talent, and the, these idiots that are out here being anonymous that said that he can't be a quarterback and they wouldn't choose him and stuff like that, listen, if Jalen wasn't doing and, and what I believed he could have done, there's rumors that he, he has interest if he is to get traded and the Eagles are actually one of the teams that he's interested in possibly going to. Now, I love what Jalen's doing, so I'm not going to even open up that can of worms but I would take him any day. The Eagles had the chance to take him, and they traded the pick and did not trade for him. But Lamar, if, if, you're, if you don't have the quarterbacks that you named, Sam, and a couple other, uh, any team should probably want Lamar Jackson on their team. And you'd be dumb to not have him on your team. Just and
0: when you can build an, uh, you know, we've said this from the beginning to you build an offense around yep. what this kid can do. For sure. And he's showing you that he can stay in the pocket and deliver as well. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got some big runs this year and he's taken, you know, he's he's not afraid to just go right through the line and, and get hit. Yep. Um, but he, you know, what made him an MVP a couple of years ago was his ability to stay in the pocket and throw dimes. And, and he, he has. So and he keeps yeah, keep on it that. up. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another winner for me. And uh, I-, I couldn't make up my mind. So I'll just say both the Browns and the Cowboys. Browns had a really ugly uh, loss to the Jets where they just, uh, you know, they-, they gave that game away at the end there and they let Joe Flacco have 90 seconds of just glory yeah. there. Uh, and then he turned back into a pumpkin. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Browns and the Cowboys, but without their starting quarterbacks, are what they needed to do to stay in the playoff picture was to um, just stay you know keep afloat here, like get a five hundred or better record, keep the team afloat, keep the offense moving. It's going to lot. It's going to rely on your defense. And Jacoby Brissett looks pretty good. Nick Chubb is running out of his mind, and uh, Cooper Rush last night, like he's just continued like. He's he's playing when he counts, man. And uh he's putting up uh some numbers a- along the way and just making sure that this cowboy offense continues to click without Dak. I'm not there's no quarterback controversy here. I don't care what Jerry Jones wants to hint he's at. Senile, yeah. I think this is an opportunity though. I'm not saying Cooper Rush is like God's gift to backup quarterbacks here, but like um if Dak needs to be healthy. Dak is, Dak is your present and future at quarterback, and you certainly are paying him to do so. So make sure this kid's healthy before you throw him out there. And if Cooper Rush can play like this, I'm not sure who the, oh the Cowboys are are hosting Washington next week. Like, yeah. Keep keep Dak on the sidelines till he's healthy. Well, he's Jerry.
1: set to return Week Five, so yep. that's when they have him. Uh, which is gonna be pretty interesting. Um, to your Browns pick, because I have the Cowboys, which is yes, coming from an Eagle fan, I have a Cowboys. Hurts my soul, but I'm gonna give respect where respects to, But for the Browns, uh, they literally could be three and O right now. Um, if Joe Flacco didn't throw a miraculous touchdown, they could be three and O right now. So. I I think people keep discounting because er, people want to see Deshaun Watson and all the controversy that has obviously come with him. But Jacoby Brissett was a starter at one point in time, Uh, can start several games, is a great backup quarterback. I think he could start on some of these teams that have some terrible quarterbacks, uh, but he does what he does. And I appreciate him so much. Uh, Now for the Cowboys. The fact that they they really they should be two and one what they are right now Uh, they they haven't lost much offensively um, outside of Amari Cooper Uh, yes they don't have Gallup which means they're going to get better offensively and then when they get Dak back they're going to be better as well depending on what version of Dak that we see Uh, but Cooper Rush is three and zero starting so (laughs) that's pretty pretty wild and all three of his games that he started have been one on a last on the last drive so that's pretty interesting to see um and to hear uh yeah jerry is jerry's a nut job i mean this guy also said one plus one equals three so you do the math there uh i I just i'm tired of hearing jerry and i i said it before i'll say it again as soon as dolan leaves the knicks and Jerry Jones no longer is in control of the Cowboys. That's when you start seeing both of those teams truly flourish until then. Buckle in guys, cause you're going to need it. Uh, but the Cowboys look good. They That's look good. But I, huh? That's a take. I, hey, I mark it down in your calendars. When it happens, it happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the Cowboys are, they look good. I still just don't think they're going to win the division. They look good. They lost too many pieces on defense. Uh, but, but Micah Parsons, my guy from Penn State, is is looking currently like the best defensive player in the league right now. That's hard for me to say with Aaron Donald still playing. Uh, I just don't know right now if Aaron Donald, even though he got a sack yesterday, I don't know if his heart is fully into it, if I'm being honest, because he was absolutely on his way out of the league uh, after winning the Super Bowl. and. Rightfully so. I get it. I get it. But enough of that. Sam, close us out with uh, your last winner here. How about the
0: Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, We like this team coming in. Obviously, any team that's not coached by Urban Meyer has a better (laughs) chance to succeed. Will Brinson from CBS Sports had, like, the best tweet over the weekend. Uh, It basically said congrats to – I'm paraphrasing here – congrats to Doug Peterson because of Sunday's win, he has tied Urban Meyer for the fifth most wins in franchise Jeez. history with two. Jeez. So in three weeks, Doug Peterson has two wins. But uh, you know, this team this team is playing well. It's led by uh it's led by Trevor Lawrence on the offensive Sunshine. side. Yeah, man. Uh he is just getting rid of the ball really quick. Um the the lines holding up. He's only been sacked twice on 115 dropbacks. Mm-hmm. That's according to True Media, and the defense looks really good. They're number four in defensive EPA per drive, behind the Bucks, Bills, and Niners. All you know, stud defenses. EPA is essentially like a efficiency stat. So, I mean, that's that's right where you want to be. They've certainly emphasized this defense over the years. I mean, they had the first pick in the draft and drafted Trayvon Walker and have some other pieces there, Josh Allen and and whatnot. So uh, big win over the Jag, uh, over the Chargers there, uh, banged up Justin Herbert, but you know, uh, Jaguars look really good and you could, you could put some money on the Jaguars winning the AFC South. If they continue to play this way, especially with the mess that even though the Colts beat the chiefs, you know, you're not sure what you're getting there. And and Tennessee just kind of, even though they beat the Raiders who haven't won yet, I don't have much stock in how Tennessee is is playing. So uh kudos to the Jaguars and I'm just glad Trevor Lawrence has gotten out of the uh shadow of Urban Meyer because it he having a, a sound head coach with a system and a philosophy really makes a difference. And you know, Doug Peterson has a super Bowl ring as you know hey so
1: yes yes shout out to the jaguars that's for sure uh that's that's for sure so we also got losers right yes sir all right so let's get into our losers because there was a lot and being that we have and don't want to keep you guys here forever i'm sure we've we've watered it down a lot so sam you just ended at now just open this one up what is your first loser that you have this week man
0: you just mentioned that if Tua wasn't um on the field because of if he actually had a concussion mm-hmm. and I guess he's not in protocol right now so mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel says he's he's okay just his back whatever um this Bills team played with a hurt secondary they lost Micah Hyde for the year uh uh well the other safety Jordan uh what's his name uh he didn't play and uh still if you looked at the stats of this game you would think that the bills won by like 45 points yeah yeah just based on that yeah. they outgained the Dolphins by 285 yards <laughs> there's some teams last week that didn't even have 285 yards they outgained the Dolphins by that yeah. 497 to 212 they lost 21 to 19. and and still the the they're converting on third down. They, you know, they were making plays but they just, you know, uh blew it. Uh they played really well again. That's the stats do not match what the final box score was um but you know, good even good teams are going to have games like this and Absolutely. and Miami's showing you that they're uh they're uh, coming together and they're going to be really good. Yeah. So, um you know, these these things happen. So, yeah, that's my uh my first loser is, is Buffalo Bills. Uh,
1: it's, it's crazy because I know you're saying it, but you you know where they're going to probably be at the end of the year. So it's just like yeah. it's an early take. And I, I'm I'm defending my man, Sam, because I know, I know what he means by that. And just to clarify for those that may want to troll on their own and not say anything, uh, but the Bills just this week. Uh, and I I can't even say. Yeah, that, it's that they, not a season you know, long yeah, thing. No, I know. I'm just, listen, let me defend you. Jeez. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, my pick, uh, my loser is the Raiders. Um, yeah, they look terrible. You go out and get Devonta Adams, um, and you guys can't win a game. You're 0-3. Uh, you lose to the Titans, who are run by a Terrible quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Um, Shout out. Just bring Malik in, please. Um, But they are the only 0-3 team. (laughs) Um, So I don't know what they have to do. People, I've, I've been looking at Twitter and all types of social media platforms, and people are calling for McDaniels' head already. It's like it's three games in. Relax, I'm sure they're gonna be fine. Like this is a long season, people. Like it's not the old season that we old seasons that we grew up on. Like this is 17 weeks, right, Sam? So it, we we're gonna be 18 here now. For a 17 18, games, yeah. Yeah, 17 weeks. So we're gonna be here for quite some time. I, I've said it before on this podcast. I've said it off air. The first three to four weeks is like preseason, especially the first three games are like preseason. You're trying to get your feet under you play into, you know, game shape, go from there because a lot of guys don't play during the uh off season. Um so I, we're going to now start seeing where their true talent is and, and this is we're going to see w- what teams are as we move forward. So I'm concerned about the Raiders at this point because you're down in the 03 hole. Uh you can't even couldn't even pull out one game when you had the chance to definitely win that game against the Titans. Um I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, mcdaniels is supposed to be this offensive genius uh i haven't seen a genius yet sam so i'm waiting didn't quite
0: see it in denver either but i guess he made tim tebow look serviceable so won a playoff game so um the thing raiders too is like this this division was supposed to be like this just shows you you don't as much as you know you sit there we watch tape we we know what's going on like everyone thought the AFC West was going to be the greatest division that ever happened and some team needs to lose um and here here we are the Broncos playing the way that they're playing and mismanaging. They had to their their team had to hire another head co- uh former head coach to come in and help Nathaniel Hackett with like crunch yeah. game time decisions yeah. and they're atop the AFC West, a division with Pat Mahomes. And Justin Herbert in it so you know it just shows you at, at to your point you don't really know what you're looking at fully in the preseason and it takes a couple of weeks for it to shake out and and kind of evolve into to what it will become but on the t- Titans point too like that there's they could still win this um they could still win this division because yeah. it's so soft But to the Malik Willis point, there's got to be a time where like, you need to know where you're going as a football team and living in this like middle in any sport isn't really helpful. You know, you could try to salvage something together and try to make the playoffs. But if you're just completely out of it, you got to throw Malik
1: in there at some point. You know, it
0: it serves you no good. You got to find out what you have for sure.
1: I'm sure they're not they're They're starting to shorten the leash. And you'll, we'll see what happens after this week. But, uh, th- I mean, this win saves Tannehill for another another week. But to go back to your point, we, we were on this pod a few weeks ago talking about the AFC West and gloating about it. Every analyst has been talking about it, so on and so forth. This is why you play the game. Doesn't matter what it says on the sheet. Doesn't matter what it says. Uh, doesn't matter if it passes your eye test or not. We actually have to watch it play out. Nobody obviously expects Josh Herbert to get hurt and that's like the biggest shock uh i wouldn't even say russ is the biggest shot because he's been kind of on a steady decline with his statistics anyway if you look at it yeah Uh, last year
0: looked pretty bad
1: yeah herbert is is the one that is uh more shocking to me because nobody saw this injury so speaking of herbert i mean that's your next loser is the chargers so you might as well just take it from there sam
0: uh, yeah, so the Chargers lost 38 to 10. It just kind of shows you, to your point, too, the Chiefs lost, the Bills lost this week. And we, you know, the Bills had a tougher matchup, but, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, any team can be beat at any time. Uh, but yeah, the Chargers lost 38 to 10 to the Jaguars. They lost their first round pick a couple of years ago, their stud left tackle, Rashawn Slater. He's done for the year. And Herbert, Justin Herbert, almost didn't play because of a fractured rib cartilage and here is Brandon Staley the head coach of the Chargers in garbage time leaving Justin Herbert in the game down four scores down four like this is one of the best quarterbacks in the league you haven't paid him yet but he's gonna he's gonna be on that pay scale level he's he, you got lucky to get him in the first place like here he is and you're just you're you're trying to beat the jaguars yeah down four scores like yeah. i don't know man like it, it 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 was concerning to watch um and maybe there's more to the story i haven't seen but um not what i would want my prized quarterback out there um just mm-hmm. to you know get hit again no so yeah um and you know the chargers medical staff has been sussed to like forever right they almost killed Tyrod Taylor uh like Keenan Allen's always they always have these like weird injuries like for years like it it's just I don't know what what's going on they even moved to LA like I don't know they left that juju in San Diego but they clearly didn't uh so hopefully better better days are ahead for the Chargers so that that's uh one of my losers
1: uh this one pains me uh it's the Lions because they can't, they always have a dog in the fight. They always claw and they're scrappy and, and look like they're going to win a game and then lose in the last seconds. They cannot close out a game. Um, they made the Vikings, who I who I believe are a, a good team. I mean, outside of the performance they put up against my team, you saw what they did against the Packers. Uh, they had a dog fight with the Lions, and don't get me wrong. I do think the Lions are going to be a contender this year. Somehow, some way, I still think they're going to be around towards the end, at least wild card like. Uh, but man, it's it's tough. You, you hear Dan Campbell talk, and I I I just can only feel bad. It's I mean, obviously, it's a complete one hundred and eighty from his press conference. Now we've talked about that plenty of times to a nauseating extent, uh, but just seeing how these guys fight every week and then just fall short like that's that is crippling. And I really, really pray that they can latch onto something uh, and, and go from there. I also feel that with uh, what's his name as, as quarterback, Jared Goff, as their quarterback. I don't see he's a, he's people talk about Jimmy G as a game manager. Like he's the game manager he jared Goff is game manager i would take jimmy g over him any day uh but i i feel like the lions are a quarterback away which they have been for quite some time um to get to that next well i can't say for quite some time because they had matthew stafford they just couldn't do it with him either um but they do need a quarterback in in my opinion and i think that's going to take them to the next next step so
0: yeah they just lost DeAndre swift for Suspectedly, in a couple weeks, uh, with a shoulder injury. So, Jamal That's Williams is, yeah, um, Jamal Williams has looked good though. Probably going to get fine though. A little too many, um, too much Gyration. celebration, yeah, gyrations in the end yeah. zone this past week. Uh, my last loser is the Giants, and <laughs> it wasn't going to be the Giants. And this is not a Jets fan here bashing the Giants, even though I've heard from plenty of Giant friends about um giant fan friends that you know that the team's better than the Jets and I I don't care I mean both teams are aren't very good um but I saw this from again from CBS Sports and changed my mind Kenny Galladay's cap hit is 21.15 million dollars that's mm-hmm. the most for any wide receiver this season in a league where these wide receivers are getting paid ridiculous amounts of money yeah. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Debo, uh, A.J. Brown got paid, uh, D.K. Metcalf got paid, uh, you know, soon and Jamar and, and, and Jalen Waddell in the next crop. They're going to get paid Amon say Brown, all these guys, right? $21.15 million for five targets, two receptions, 22 yards. And he had a big drop, you know, big drop yesterday too. Daniel Jones just being, you know, what? everyone knows him to be ha- hasn't won in, in prime time <laughs> 20 for 37 last night for 196 yards, no touchdowns throwing a pick, you know, uh, I think the Daniel Jones experiments over, but Saquon looked great. That's, you know, if, if, you know, you have some holes on the deep, uh, defense, Sterling Shepard's gone for the year now, awful injury near the end of the game. Um, but Saquon looked really good, so there's there's a silver lining there.
1: They call him Danny Dime, and I call him Danny Doof. Um, and did you see?
0: Uh, did you see his his uh, his fit walking into the? Uh, I didn't. Someone uh, uh, some account was like Sports Center, Sports Illustrator. somewhere was like Daniel Jones looks like he's got that going to 9 a.m. math class fit. Like <laughs> he he was wearing khakis and a button up. He just looked like he was like late to late the late he's the class a, he's a
1: created player when you can't when you don't have and haven't leveled up to get the the swag that's him yeah i'm gonna call him i'm for until he is no longer the starting quarterback of the giants i'm calling him danny ducks because that's what he throws is nothing but ducks um but i do have to give him his props before i go into my loser um because there were some throws he was making last night that i was just like okay yeah. i think he's he's improved in this aspect. Some on the run, rushing out, being flushed out, had to do what he had to do. I mean, sometimes that O-line did not stand up last night against that that Cowboys uh front line and they got some dogs up there too. So it's kind of hard to say that he won't do something about the season cuz he's been throwing the ball and I just, you know, I'm anything Saquon I'm taking. That's my boy. He's. I introduced him to a lot of my friends uh, because people weren't paying attention to him. And I, as soon as he was recruited, I knew it was happening. I'll soon let you guys know about Penn State's uh, freshman five star that you guys need to pay attention to because he's going to be somebody as well. But that's neither here nor RB there. Right U. now, huh? there
0: you go. RBU.
1: Yes. Yes. Um. So my my loser to close this out is the good old Patriots. I love seeing the Patriots lose Sam. I'm sure you do after all years of them torturing you and giving you nightmares as a jets fan, but I love seeing bill Belichick lose and having the sourpuss face on at all times. It's great, but they're going to continue to lose because you went and got the Alabama quarterback. That was nothing. Um, I, I've never believed in Mac Jones can, will continue not to believe in Mac Jones. Uh, stop calling it the Mac gritty. It is the gritty. Uh, and he, I don't care what anybody says. It was better than Mike Kosicki. I'll say that for sure. Cause Mike Kosicki should never, ever do that again. Uh, yes, his is way better, but anyway, I don't trust Mac Jones. I haven't, I don't trust the Patriots when it comes to, uh, filling their roster Outside of picking defensive players, when it comes to the offensive side, it's terrible. You got Nelson Aguilar. I could have told you that wasn't going to work out, and you saw how he got stripped. It, it, this is what Nelson does. He puts the ball on the ground. This you don't have any offensive threats at all. I can't even tell you any offensive threats on the Patriots. You suck. You guys suck. You just suck. Patriots is oh, packing in for the year. It's over. You're not getting out of division. And I hope. I hope all those teams in a division just torture you for the next ten years. I have spoken. Wow,
0: yes. I'm gonna let that breathe. Yeah, you should. Michael sure. McCorkle Jones. Mm-hmm.
1: Who the hell is that?
0: That's Mac Jones.
1: Oh, mm.
0: his middle name is McCorkle. Oh, that's must enough be said. a family name. That's enough said. Yeah. Uh, how about <laughs> all right? So that's that's uh week three's winners and losers. Let's uh go on to some picks. You weren't here. the pod last week but you sent some picks. i did and uh we posted them on our instagram at chasing points podcast you went eight and eight for the second straight week but you won the week because i was right behind you at seven and nine i'm gonna just gloat that i went 12 and four week two (laughs) we had our our buddy jeremiah make some picks he's five and eleven so Unless he comes back on and redeems himself, that's that's an ugly win loss record.
1: Yeah, you you should just probably text us Jeremiah and send us your picks so you can kind of redeem yourself throughout the week. We'll we'll recite them for you because, my guy, I can't just leave you there five and eleven. It's yeah, because we share the same birthday. I can't have you go out like that.
0: Brutal, man, brutal. And uh, our Instagram, uh, our Instagram picks on our our stories there. They only got four games right this week, so. Mm. Last week, they got eight. So if we look at the totals through two weeks, because we forgot to make picks in week one, you know, we had a lot to do covering our, our NFL preview there. Uh, you're 16 and 16. I'm 19 and 13. And our listeners via Instagram have 12 wins, 13 losses, and seven
1: ties. So what you're saying is that our our following ship should listen to us when we kind of make picks. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's what got I'm saying. You. Just, just want to make sure. That yeah,
0: absolutely. Know. Right, man. So with yeah. that week four is, is upon us, right? Thursday night football on Amazon prime dolphins at the bangles. Who you got?
1: I got bangles. And for the only reason I have the Bengals in this one is because the dolphins are literally just paid, played the hell of that game. They're turning around, have a quick turnaround time. I'm sure they're going to be tired, fatigued. Uh, yeah, I I can't see the Dolphins winning after that. And the Bengals, I mean, they they got to rest. So, I mean, they have the same time, but it they wasn't as stressful Jets. as a game as it was for the Dolphins. So that's the reason why I'm choosing the Bengals in this one. How about you, Sam?
0: Uh, I'm picking the Bengals. Uh, you know, short week, they're at home, but they also have the white helmets mm-hmm. this week. They're they're unleashing the white helmets. I like so. it. They've been wanting to do this for a really long time. So uh props to them. I will say though, uh my boy Sauce Gardner shut Jamar down last week. It was nice to see. There's some silver linings in the uh Jets defense there. Um so I liked what I saw from, from Sauce. But London, there's a London game. Uh London. this Sunday, 9:30. Uh probably NFL network. I have no idea what what channel it's on, but the Vikings. Play host or or uh, play the hosting Saints. I got the Vikings in this one. I don't I don't believe this Saints team. I've said it since the the off There, um, I I don't know. I know the Vikings. You know they're playing average because they are average. Justin Jefferson got shut down last week by Jeff Okuda. Um but I'm gonna pick the Vikings here.
1: I mean, Justin Jefferson got shut down two weeks in a row, two dude. weeks in a row, man, which is sad. no gritty going on. Yeah, he's one of my favorite young players, but he's going to have to get a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger to do that. Um, I went with the Saints on this one. Um, I I want to go for the Vikes, but they I, I I have them in my top 10 rounding out my top 10. Um but I, I I don't know. I just feel like the Saints are gonna do some weird stuff and win this one. Uh the, the games across the pond are always interesting. And I just wanna tell our our viewership that Sam low-key hates uh the Saints because it's not his boy there, and he wants the glory of his boy and knowing that his boy is not there and that they're losing without him. He's not gonna say it. He's gonna tell me that I'm lying right now and I'm wrong, but don't listen to him. I know Sam, so don't don't listen to him. Next pick, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Okay, Brandon. <laughs> Chargers at the Texans.
0: I'm going Chargers here. I know so I. all the slander problem. I just had on, on this team, but the Texans are really bad. And I'd like to think that even though Justin Herbert has got like a dozen broken ribs or whatever, he uh he could still play well, even though there's a lot of problems even on the Sam, second
1: uh, he can have those broken ribs and a broken leg, and I'm still taking them over the Texans. Okay. That's, that's we don't want right. to stay here anymore. <laughs> Let's go to next. the next one. <laughs> uh here's here's a game with like
0: two broken teams, broken offenses. Uh the aforementioned Giants play host to the Bears on Sunday. Uh, I got the Giants in this one. Uh Justin Fields, um they're not they're throwing the ball like 16 times a game. They they're not doing anything. David Montgomery's hurt even though I like Khalil Harbor a lot. Um Definitely, if he's fantasy tip here, he's probably going to be the number one waiver wire guy, him or Jamal Williams. I would definitely uh, go after him, but um, who knows how long David Montgomery is going to be out, but this this team's not very good. The offensive line's not very good. Defense is not very good, and I, I just think the Giants have a better team.
1: I, I do think they have a better team, but they're the Giants, and I've watched them play and I watch how they do things. I don't think the Bears are any better, obviously. But uh, I have I have faith in Justin Fields over Danny Ducks. Um, so I'm going with the Bears. Also, you mentioned something before real quick. Uh, with Sterling Shepard going down, I'm sending love to him. But OBJ did tweet something that I 100% agree with because I also injured myself on the turf monster, is get rid of turf. Let it go back to grass. These owners have more than enough money to maintain the grass. Let it go back to grass, please. Turf has taken too many Achilles, too many ACLs, too many MCLs. Get rid of turf,
0: please. Please
1: continue, Sam.
0: I I agree, man. Get rid of it. This is John Mara is on blast right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of teams are. now. The Seahawks, uh, C- Lions, man.
0: Seahawks, Lions. I got the Lions. They're... They're just, you know, we're on the Lions bandwagon. Yes, we, we did a complete 180 on Dan Campbell last year. If you listened last season, all these heartbreaking losses, uh, the Lions were in all these games. I just think they're a better team. Even without DeAndre Swift, uh, they're going to get Jameson Williams back in a couple weeks. There's another name if he's uh, on your waiver wire. Pick him up. Uh, go. Him and Amonse Brown are going to be dirty. Jamal Williams is, is getting it done uh on the ground as well so i'm gonna pick the lions here they're at home against the seahawks
1: yes yes and then now we have the uh i mean i'm also with sam on that for sure um we also have the browns and falcons and we're both on the same page on that one uh again the browns could be three and oh right now uh and until marcus mariota is benched uh which i always like mariota uh but it's uh ritter's time they should just put him in and let him do what he has to do because the Falcons aren't going to go really anywhere this year. So just, just, just put him in there. Browns. It is. I, yeah, I got the Browns
0: too. And I didn't really bring this up last week, but Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons was basically questioned about not getting Kyle Pitts the ball. You know, this like tight end, who was the highest drafted tight end of all time. He's not even a tight end. It's not even a wide receiver. I, you know, he's just like, the X factor and on that offense. And he basically like got really defensive and he was like, this isn't fantasy football. Like we're trying to win. And like, what?
1: well, if you're trying to win, you get the best player on the team, the ball.
0: Yeah. I mean, Drake London, your first round pick receiver from this year is looking great. um, Overall. And has definitely has a connection with Mariota and Kyle Pitts is getting, you know, covered, but, if you're if you're truly trying to win Arthur Smith, like to throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. You know, I don't have any Kyle Pitts in fantasy. I don't care about I do. Uh, yeah, and, and you should because he's he's pretty good. I mean, the only time he caught a touchdown was in London last year, but like he's got the skills to
1: to be a difference maker. He does. And you you just gotta give him the ball. That's it. He's he's wasting away. Down in Atlanta, like my boy Saquon was wasting away in New York. But we'll continue. Titans and Colts. Sam, who do you got?
0: Uh Colts are at home here. I I just I don't know. These these two teams.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm picking the Colts though. Hopefully uh uh they get some pieces back, especially on the defense there. Um, but I just I have more faith faith in this Colts team. Um especially coming off of
1: beating the Chiefs i i went back and forth about 10 times on this one um i never trust maddie dry ice um ever so um it's it's a no for me Dog um titans i will take that uh because they have derrick henry and that's who i'm putting my uh by the way rabel when derrick henry runs all the way down to the goal line and you let ryan Tannehill. QB sneak it or run the ball or call a play for that. Just know I want to smack the piss out of you every single time you do that because that is so disrespectful to the running back. You're going to let him do all that work and be like, here you go, Tannen Hill. And Tannen Hill going to do that stupid layup motion that he does. Oh, he irks me too. Ugh, oh, oh, two quarterbacks that irk me so much. Anyway, Commanders, Cowboys. Who you got, Sam? Oh, we both got the same
0: two teams that irk you to your core commanders and the cowboys i got the cowboys i don't know i mean the eagles last week and to be expected turn carson once you know (laughs) just turn them back into whatever nine Um, sacks
1: and 17 hits
0: yeah they uh they gave it a hard time gave uh the commanders there a hard time last week i don't know i just I went back and forth, too. I'm just going to say the Cowboys. I was just praising Cooper Rush. Keep it going.
1: I think it's going to be a tighter game than we think it's going to probably be, but probably. I still think the Cowboys are going to pull it out. Um, Carson, I, I can honestly say his O-line is terrible. Um, that O-line is 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 awful. Uh, he was shredded up uh, this this week that just passed. Um, he looked <laughs> – he, he also holds the ball way too long, and I think that's because he's a gunslinger and tries to create so much out of it. Just get rid of the ball, man. Just throw it to the guys that you have around him. That's been your problem for quite some time, and it's been more glaring since the uh, the Achilles injury. But I, I, the Cowboys have too much, and that pass rush is going to probably shred, especially with Micah Parsons, as I said earlier. He's going to be in that backfield touching Carson Wentz a little too much. Um, Bills, Ravens, this is – This was tough too, man. This is super tough. Oh, gosh. I had the Bills in this one. Um, it was hard for me to go against the Ravens, but I don't see the Bills losing back-to-back games. That's just – that was the only thing I kind of went off. I just don't see them losing back-to-back games at all this year.
0: Yeah, I know they're on the road – Uh, again uh, but I just think this Bills team is I mean what Lamar is doing is special and there's a lot of holes on this Baltimore Mm -hmm. especially the defense there but um, you know I I can't see the Bills losing two games in a row Um, so I have the Bills even though they're the road team Uh, this was a tough game too like I picked the Jaguars you're going to pick the Eagles I just I knew this you know you're going to ride it and uh the jaguars go to philly to play the eagles here i don't know what i'm probably gonna should change my mind i like this jaguars i i'm changing my mind this eagles team's too good man <laughs> i know any team go. i just spent like 20 minutes saying any team could lose at any time yeah it's true and i want to believe in the jaguars and especially doug peterson coming back to philly um but
1: i'm gonna pick the eagles i'm changing it right now I mean, you can believe in the Jaguars. They got 13 totally games do. after this. <laughs> they got yeah. 13 games after this. I just don't see them winning this game uh, at all. Um, I, I think it's going to be... I think this might be their the Eagles' toughest test. I mean, well, so far the toughest test were the Lions in the beginning. But that, as I said to you before, that is the only time in the season a team has months to prepare for your your team. right? So you know that team inside and out. Um, and that's why I always feel the first week is kind of like a sham. You have all this time to kind of figure out a team for and all their weaknesses. So that's going to be the hardest matchup outside of, you know, playoffs and, and Super Bowl and so on and so forth. Um, I just, I just think the Eagles are firing on all cylinders at this point in time. Uh, but I, I am very, very intrigued to see Trevor Lawrence and then Doug Peterson's return. Cause I know he's going to get a, a lot of love when he comes back. Uh, but I, I think, just it's the revenge tour of the Eagles. Like all that, all that have left us will will feel our wrath. So I I, I got to go, with my birds. Um, Jets Steelers. Uh, we both have the Steelers on this one, uh, which is a surprise that Sam is not choosing his Jets because I honestly feel this game is a toss up. Um, and I I really feel it's a toss up because I don't know. I I believe in Mike Tomlin and everything that he does. Uh, he's He's my favorite coach in the league period. Uh, but I think it's time to move on from Mitchell Trubisky and put in Kenny Pickett. Uh, Cause I think you have a better chance of winning with that. Uh, I mean, even though I, me saying that uh, the jets don't have Zach Wilson and without him and having that big arm and his, his mobility uh, I think they kind of stay stagnant. They're going to be competitive. Um, they got to stay stagnant. Uh, hopefully, uh, the defensive line coach is leaving Quentin Williams alone this week, uh, so he doesn't, uh, you know, lose his mind. Or maybe they, they should get him fired up again, so he can just try to, uh, you know, pin his ears back and and go after. Uh, yeah,
0: Coach Salas said that um, they're going to evaluate Zach Wilson tomorrow or today, Tuesday, as we're recording this, and um, just see where he's at and if he can play uh, against the Jets. Uh, they're in Pittsburgh this week. The, the Kenny Pickett thing, I was looking at, like, just looking at the Steelers right after they lost to the Browns on Thursday night, like, this offense just looks so bad. It does. It, does. it really looks bad. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was pretty efficient in the first half of that game. I, I actually uh, have some
1: notes here. I don't know where they went, though. Well, while you're doing that, Claypool. Claypool looks non-existent outside of Pickens and, and Najee Harris. I'm just like, okay, what, what are you guys doing? Like it, it, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's sad to see like it's two franchises, the, the Patriots and the Steelers, which normally had some pieces on the offense or always had some guy under center that you can rely on. And it's just kind of just looking at both of these teams. Now it's just like, obviously no team can, can stay relevant forever, Right, and and I think that's what we're we're starting to see with the Patriots. Not, I can't count the Steelers out. Like they still have a, a phenomenal defense, uh, but if the defense is on the field more than the offense, there you're not going to win. That's just what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, the play calling was was confusing in the Steelers game. Um, Mitch Trubisky was seven for eight for 108 yards outside the pocket in the first half of that game. That this is from ESPN Stats and Info. In the second half, he was two for five for a yard. Um, oh, compared to two for five uh, for a yard inside the pocket. Mm. I'm sorry. I confused that. That's okay. So it's like this team, you know, the you offense. I
1: apologize, Sam. You're right. It's okay. We know what you meant. Continue. Okay.
0: All right. I'm just looking at the schedule though. I mean, Jets toss up game, right? I agree with that. After that, at the Bills versus the Bucks, at the Dolphins, at the Eagles versus the Saints, uh, versus the Bengals and then you have the Colts
1: that's the Jets
0: no this is the Steelers the
1: Steelers oh okay. yeah they, they, so they
0: after you share. know okay. Jets Bills Bucks Dolphins Eagles <laughs> Saints have a good defense Bengals when are you gonna put Kenny Pickett in you're gonna put Kenny Pickett in on the road against the Bills or at home against the Bucks like that that uh, defense you know I'm not saying you do it this week but it's you know, poor guy's gonna get killed against these defenses. Yeah, I mean, welcome that's to a the very, NFL. Very kid. Valid
1: point. Yeah, exactly. It's very valid point. But I mean, I could also, I could also build his character very quickly. Sure. You know, of I mean, course, man, you're gonna you're gonna get NFL speed right in your face right off rip. But I think with again with Tomlin being the head coach, I don't think he just throws him to the wolf shed. I think he's gonna put him in a game that it may be tough, but they can potentially win. Like, that Bills game would be stupid to put him in there, and I don't think Tomlin's going to do that because that could ruin his uh, his future for sure. Uh, Cardinals, Panthers. I have the cards. Uh, I, Kyler Murray's press conference at the end, it was kind of like he was throwing his teammates under the bus. Um, he essentially said, you know, I, I try to spread the ball around, and we're our, basically the receivers aren't awake. You got to be awake because I can pass it to you at any point in time. I don't know if he I don't know if he's talking about any one specific receiver, uh, but I definitely saw plenty of his receivers drop the ball. Uh, It's going to be very, very intriguing. But I mean, they have a lot of talent on that team uh, way more than the Panthers. To me, the Panthers, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, So I have to go with the cards just for that, because I do believe they're better. But I they still got a lot to fix. And I mean, a lot to fix Sam. So we'll we'll see.
0: I agree with you. I mean, the Cardinals could easily win this game, too. Um, but they could easily be 0-3, to these I Cardinals. Could. And the you Pan- could say that about the Panthers, too. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Just home team. I, it was a toss-up. I just went with the home team. Same with Jets Steelers here. Uh, I still think Matt Rule is probably the first coach to get fired. Um, but I don't know. Maybe uh, Maybe they wake up and throw the ball to DJ Moore. Uh Maybe. Maybe. Just, just maybe, maybe. Uh, so yeah, that's I got Panthers. You got the cards with that one. The Broncos go to Vegas and play the O and three. Raiders. So I'm I'm going to Raiders. You have the Raiders here. Yeah, let's I don't know. Home the team. Fine. I let's don't ride. think they're this bad. Yeah, let's ride. I don't think uh, the Raiders are this bad. I don't either. Um, but I mean, they are. They are playing bad. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't. I don't believe in this Broncos team that much right now. Uh and Russ just he just looks like he, you know, what is letting Russ Russ cook? Because like he just does he just looks slow. Um He's aging, man. Aging? Yeah. Like it's definitely like decisions have been questionable. Obviously your your head coach is under a lot of scrutiny lately. He is coming into a situation where like you have a brand new you know, brand new team and brand new head coach. Never been a head coach before. Doesn't really have like an established, you know, routine. And and you're, yeah, a lot of pressures on this team to to perform well, especially with the division being as stacked as we were just talking about. So I don't know. I, I'm picking the Raiders here. I don't see them going 0 and 4. I think um, they figure some s- stuff out with this
1: one. That's the only reason I'm going with the Raiders is because I don't see them starting off 0 and 4. Um, and because you don't know what you're getting with the Broncos. Literally, it's closing your eyes and rolling the dice and hoping that you you, you get something good out of it. That's where I really see that uh, Patriots and Packers. I don't think we need to stay here at all. Uh, it's the Packers for both Sam and I. <laughs> we can kind of just move on from Brian Hoyer starting uh, at quarterback. Yeah, I. Uh listen if i, I said the, the patriots i was i'm drinking ayahuasca um <laughs> that's it's just the truth um <laughs> sunday night football we have the chiefs and bucks interesting
0: Sam- situation here with the bucks uh if i cut you off here yeah, probably go gonna say the same thing i was gonna say it's hurricane ian's coming and the yeah. bucks are leaving town i think they're um they're practicing i hear they're gonna practice at the miami facility interesting um so who know? they may just leave florida altogether. oh yeah and then on top of all the personal stuff you have to deal with when a hurricane comes to town right uh you come back sunday night football the biggest game of the week and you are playing the uh chiefs, chiefs. yep and who knows i mean julio was it hasn't been a factor but he's going to be out for a bit mike evans is coming back chris godwin who knows if he plays um this line's a mess um I I'm going uh chiefs with this one, especially with all the situations going on in Tampa right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's easy for me with the chiefs, uh, with the bus getting Mike Tyson back. Yeah. I said, Mike Tyson, it's, it's Mike Evans. I know, but he was Mike Tyson uh, that game against the saints. Uh, when he comes back, I don't think he's going to be a factor. Um, they, they really couldn't do anything. Uh, they, they went and picked up Cole Beasley. Uh, that Scotty Miller didn't really do anything. I, I don't, see the Bucks doing anything until they get their whole receivers back, but even still they could have beat the Packers if they had probably My game was rough Yeah, to watch, yeah that man. game was super, super rough. Like both of those teams need to wake up, uh, but Chiefs are after this loss and that close of a loss, I think they're going to show everybody like they just want to shut everybody up this week and uh, Patty Mahomes normally rises to the occasion when it comes to facing uh, Tom. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, Monday Night Football, Rams, Niners, I went back and forth with this one so many times uh, because Jimmy G really hasn't had time to play with this team. Um, he hasn't really had time to play, period, uh, due to the injury that he had. Uh, but I've, I I, do believe the Niners are a really, really good team, and it's a division game. Uh, I do think the Rams are definitely going to be – uh, moving further in the division as they still brought back most of their pieces. Uh, they you can see their offensive line is definitely compromised, um, for sure. And, and I'm curious to see how they're going to do that, but I still think, uh, no
0: Trent think, Williams,
1: but and and there, yeah, the the Niners are down Trent Williams, which is going to be very interesting w- with that happening because he's the, arguably the best left tackle in the league. So I, I it's going to be a real interesting game. It's, it's really a, who's who Like you, you pick on this one. It's a roll of the dice on this one, but I did want to bring this up because I shared this with Sam. Um, and I thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, Jimmy or Sam actually shared this with me. I believe whichever way Jimmy G will earn 250 K every game where he plays 25% of the offensive snaps plus a hundred K if the Niners win. So each game that he plays, he could 25%
0: win. of the snaps by yes. the way.
1: Yes. Yes. So He can get 350 k in bonuses on top of his salary. So you get your money, bud. Uh, You get your money. But, yeah, this is going to be a very, very interesting game.
0: Yeah, to your point of Jimmy G not – even though he's been with this team and this offense for so long, I heard the other day they didn't even give him the playbook in the offseason because, obviously, they thought they they were going to trade him. And he uh, reports coming out the other day that he almost got traded to Washington uh, during the combine – but then he elected to have a surgery on his shoulder. So he didn't get treated, but you know, the 49ers would be, where would they be without at least? I mean, I know they, they lost the other day, but like, where would they be without Jimmy G in this situation? Um, Yeah. go Go
1: ahead.
0: I got the Rams in this one. I went back and forth too, but I just think the Rams are a better team. Um, And uh, I think they put some stuff together. They figure out what's going on in their backfield and maybe they get Allen Robinson more involved and he doesn't look like a statue out there.
1: Yeah. Allen Robinson looks like he doesn't even exist right now, which is really sad to say, because I mean, he's another one of my guys, but I guess we'll have to just see what, what transpires from this. Um, I mean, since we're talking about the Niners, we might as well just stay here for a second and uh, talk about how Jimmy G stepped out of the uh, uh, the end zone uh, when trying to throw the ball, which actually helped the team yeah. uh, in, in their win. Uh, but immediately the number one trending topic was Dan Orlowski. And Dan Orlovsky basically yelled out freedom in his tweet. His tweet was uh, funny. Yeah. Which was hilarious. But Dan, uh, like some other your peers, I completely agree with them you're not off the hook Jimmy G took one step out you ran yeah he out ran out of the and, end zone he and, and was and hitting kept the going. yeah so there's, post, there's no yeah. equivalent at, at all and um, I think
0: too I've been thinking about this and I I really like Dan Orlowski on TV mm-hmm. and uh you know at, he's a UConn quarterback and lived in Connecticut for so long went to school in Connecticut and yes. uh so you, you always have, the only time the UConn football program ever achieved anything was Dan Orlowski was under center. So I certainly have, uh, you know, I'm fond of him. But at the same time, I think of how brutal that Lions team was. Yeah. They didn't win, that was yeah. the season they didn't win a game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, no matter what Jimmy G did there, and again, it wasn't as bad. He was throwing a pick six right there, you know. Um, so. I just I relate that moment to the Lions just being the one of the worst teams that have ever fielded a game in the NFL. So I love you, Dan. But yeah, not not off the hook with that one.
1: De- definitely not off the hook. Mark Sanchez might be off the hook. Even Maybe I still don't think he's no. off the hook. But uh, in Dolphins game, there's now deemed the butt pump uh, where special teams have come out now and uh, more said have come out and they were not happy about it. Obviously, a lot of people are laughing and Sanchez tweeted and which was absolutely hilarious as well. But the butt pump uh, Tyreek Hill even went out to said, you know, next time he should catch it with his butt cheeks because they're tight. And I was just like, this has just got so weird and so crazy really quick. Um, Tyreek Hill has been pretty interesting to, to watch talk. He's actually I don't know if you saw this, Sam. He called out Eli Apple for before this game and he said he said i heard you he said i heard what you said he said i can't wait to see him he didn't even know who they're playing he's like i can't wait to see them he was like he's like i'm coming for you eli he said he said you i owe you something so eli apple you're going to be in for a long day because yeah you're not covering the cheetah um so have fun with that you figured
0: you figured after the super bowl eli would apple would learn a thing or two about her right in
1: his mouth just don't say anything, Eli. Just stop.
0: Um before Can I we say all... something too? The yeah, butt ahead. punt, the butt fumble will forever just be ingrained in in history of sports. And especially it was Thanksgiving night. It was the yeah. night game. It was one of the lowest moments in my sport. And that's let's not feel sorry for Sam here. I mean, <laughs> I'm voluntarily a Jets fan. Um, but it was one of the lowest moments. I don't remember the exact sequence but like there were they scored the patriots scored so many times mm-hmm. within like less than a minute after that happened it was just like the team completely i've never seen a team just completely fall apart like that i gotta i maybe if i want to give myself nightmares i'll just look back at what that sequence actually was don't but man myself. brutal brutal don't do it to you hey really exciting segments back though it's time for brandon's power rankings we yes. haven't had have this all year
1: love, to, love to see
0: what's this. going on you're here let's go let's do it brand is power way. rankings top all 10 right, you're here. doing
1: top 10 yes top 10 10. Right. 10 is the vikings i still believe that uh they are a good team they've had a little uh stumbling out the well not stumbling out the gate because they came out the gate firing against the packers uh but then they had a uh took a major backseat to uh by birds but then Uh, They they had a very, very close call with the Lions, so I I still... Still see them doing some great things this season. Uh, definitely our wild card contender, number nine, the Niners. Uh, I think once Jimmy G gets acclimated with this new playbook with his teammates, uh, the Niners already have that defense. They have Debo Samuel. I think they are in better hands with than Trey Lance. I still think Trey Lance needed another year to sit back. I mean, he had no choice after injuring himself. Uh, but I, I still think the Niners have a potential chance i mean they were damn near in a super bowl last year uh the team that was in a super bowl last year uh the rams right now i have them as eight uh they've been i don't know what the rams are doing or what product they're putting out there but they don't look like the championship caliber team i don't know if it's the super bowl hangover that is affecting them or not but i guess we're just gonna have to see as the, the weeks continue forward uh, six the bucks even with all those receivers missing, they still got Tom back there. And when you have Tom back there, you can do a lot of different things. Uh, but also that defense is playing. It's, it's a Todd bull defense. You should know that they are going to come in and they are going to hit you from the first whistle to the last whistle. Uh, so I, I, I defense wins championships and I, and I trust them, especially when you have Tom on the, on the offensive side. Uh, number five, the Chiefs. Uh, with Patty Mahomes there, uh, I, I always trust them. They're always going to be in my top five, probably most of the time, unless they have a huge falling off, which I don't see happening anytime uh, in, in this point of Patrick Mahomes' career. Uh, they, they're working out some kinks, but they're going to be around at the end. Uh, so they're they're five right now. Four Ravens, Lamar Jackson. That's that's all I will say. Lamar Jackson, three my Eagles. Uh, trust me, I wanted to put them one, but I think the two teams that I have ahead of them, uh, and just because of the strength of the teams that they faced are the only reason I have them ahead of them. But the Eagles have been hitting on all cylinders. Uh, I, I, I do feel that again, uh, people have tried to discount their, their win over the Vikings, but the Vikings beat the Packers and people still consider the Packers to be a team that's going to be around at the end of the year. So that's why I still have them there. And the Vikings, I have them, high in this anyway, so uh, the Eagles are three for me. Two are my father's Dolphins. Uh, they beat the Bills, um, and sh- surprise is number one is the Bills, but I'll share why. Even though the Dolphins beat the Bills in this game, the Bills beat themselves in the game. Uh, I watched that game very, very clearly. Uh, Josh Allen had a pass to his guy in the flat on the goal line, and he, he threw it at his toes. I've never seen Josh Allen do that. Uh, There are some throws that were made, uh, some plays that uh, some calls that were just super sketchy, uh, not running the ball to the, to the zebra and just throwing it to him. Like, have you not seen how this works? Like, so there's a lot of kinks that are going to have to work out. Um, That's the, the bills on that one, but the dolphins, they look so good. They really look so good. And I just think, if they could beat the Bills again, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But if they do beat the Bills again, I, I might have to change my uh, AFC pick, Sam. I'm just gonna put it that Ooh. way. But the the Bills the Bills are still one to me. Even with that loss, uh, I I think they're going to bounce back, and I think they're going to absolutely uh, shred teams up after losing that game because they were all pissed, and I think they're gonna show the league like, yeah, that was a fluke. So, I guess we'll just see from there. And that is my uh, top 10 for this week. Brandon's top 10 power rankings. We
0: got to get this sponsored. Yeah, we can. But uh, uh, we'll post this on, on Instagram and let us know what you think. I, I love this list. Thank you. Thank it's you. really good. Vikings 10, 49ers, Rams at eight, Bucks, Chiefs, Ravens, Eagles, Dolphins, Bills. Did I miss somebody?
1: Nope. Got Bengals. I think you oh. said Bengals, but that was right before the Bucks, but you, you might have. Who knows? You got it right. Well, I'm just gonna go with that.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so it was Rams Bengals bucks. Yes, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Got it. All right. No Packers, I see.
1: No Packers. I knew I don't have any faith in Packers right now at all. All sure.
0: right. That's fair. Hey, you yeah. want to switch gears? Yes, I do. We haven't talked about the NBA um much at all recently. Obviously, football is is in high gear here but uh interesting news as mentioned uh the uh info coming out of Boston the Celtics with uh Ime Udoka the head coach of the Celtics that in his rookie season as head coach brought the team to uh NBA finals they lost to the Warriors this news was coming out Tuesday night or Wednesday night and uh you know certainly didn't want to report on anything that we didn't know the details of and a little more information's come out he uh he's been suspended by the Boston Celtics for the entire 22-23 season for quote violations of team policies um and that happened on Thursday so according to ESPN and the Athletic um, Yudoka Udoka had consensual relationships with a female member of the team staff and he said i am so sorry i am sorry for putting the team in a difficult situation and accept the team's decision he told ESPN he apologized to the players, fans, organization, and, of course, his family. Uh, at Media Day, which was uh, yesterday, right, Monday? Yep. Uh, in, in the NBA, I, I heard Jason Tatum basically say he found out on Twitter about all of this. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I'm all for giving the stars a star treatment, and uh, that that was weird to see. And obviously the team's kind of in shambles right now especially with the uh the season tipping off i think uh you know less 3 3 weeks or so yep. on the 18th of october i think is is the first game so hayes um you know your your thoughts on on this situation and uh first the situation how it uh impacts the celtics and the east
1: let me first say that I will not protect Ime in this one. There's rules that were put in play. He violated it. He, he has to take, you have to serve the time of whatever it is at that point. Uh, the, the part that I'm pissed off is I watched the the presser. I I watched as they spoke about this, uh, the owner, I forgot his name. Um, and, and, uh, Brad Stevenson, um, Brad Stevens, excuse me. And I watched them talk about this. And Brad Stevens, you can see that he was super emotional. But the owner was kind of just nonchalant, laughing, smiling, and doing all this stuff. And I was just like, you know what? This just doesn't sit well with me. What doesn't also sit well with me is that EME violated this, but there was two people involved in it. So what is the rule on that? Because if there's two people involved in it, and this is the team company policy, there's two people involved. You said it was consensual. So Ime is, as he clearly said, the owner said Ime is the only one that is actually serving time in this one. There's also been rumors that this young lady that Ime was involved with was uh, somebody that was involved with a higher VP uh, in the organization, which is why they are making... An example of this. I've watched and heard many of things um, in my years of watching the NBA. Stuff like this happens pretty often from my understanding in in pretty much all sports, Uh, but this is like in HR. We work at Corporation Sam. HR normally handles the situations and they handle it in a way that all the information does not get out. The way that they put him front and center, I have a huge problem with because this happened to plenty of people, but as I said a second ago, I feel like they're making an example of him, uh, for a guy that just led your team to the NBA finals and could have won the NBA, uh, championship. They were up. They yeah, were up. they were up. Exactly. That's why I'm saying they could have won, yeah. uh, to turn around and say that, you know, he's suspended for the whole year. And then to go on and say that there's still no decision about what's being made of next year. So, you're keeping this guy in limbo. Basically, what you're saying is we're going to hold on to him until we decide what we want to do, and then we're going to move forward from there. I think that's absolutely asinine. I think it's ridiculous. Either keep him and move forward if or just let him go because now you're giving him a year's suspension when yet Ron Artez was a part in the Malice of Palace that actually violence actually happened. He was suspended for a year, and he violated policy. And he suspended for a whole entire dude was year. in the stands like it, 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 it,
0: uh, just it's, uppercutting like Sam, fans. This,
1: is, this situation literally has has had me so, so, so heated because it, it just feels like a corporate double standard, which I can talk about to the moon and back uh, when it comes to people of color. But I'm not going to even waste my energy on this because I've talked about this a lot and nauseating extent, uh, throughout my whole entire life. Um, and, and I feel again, this is different sets of rules because again, there's two people involved. It was consensual. It, it'd be different if it was not. And, and again, I said, I'm not defending him. He knew what he was doing. He cheated on his wife in this situation. Uh, I love Nia Long, Let me just put it that out there. Um, but I, I don't want to dive into that man's thing. Like his personal business is all out there. Right. So even if they would cut him and I'm sure if they fired him, some other team would take him. But then there would be a bunch of questioning. I think that's why I yeah. think that's
0: why he's they haven't made a decision. I mean, it sounds like they almost want him to resign so they don't have to fire. him.
1: Well, well no, uh, they, they
0: don't want him to go somewhere else, because I think, no, there's there's 15 not, teams that would grab him immediately. No, you don't not think so? It.
1: No, that's not it. My understanding and what I've I've okay. read and saw about it is that he actually had the choice. Adoku had the choice of staying as a Celtics coach or leaving. So I it brings me to the point of this. Is it's so hard for black coaches in any major sport to become a head coach. And then you're the head coach of one of the most prestigious basketball teams ever there's a yep. Lakers and the Celtics yeah so you lose that you walk away from that so it, it, from my understanding is he took the L on this one and said you know what I'll just take the suspension and we'll go from there I I, it's 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 puts him in a in a dilemma because if he leaves again like I said will he ever get another job we, we've watched these guys get jobs I still don't believe Steve Nash should have got the job that he got right there's been other coaches that that should have got the job. Steve Nash never coached his life. Imeas took and went up the ranks to become a coach, and then he's gonna give up that prestigious position. It's it's a it's a sticky situation. It's it's disgusting to me. Like I this all around Sam just irks the shit out of me. I'm sorry. It, it really just
0: yeah, does. It was I didn't bother you that much while you were on vacation, of course, but <laughs> I I was really interested to see your thoughts on this and i it took me a while to even understand what was going on yeah and i know just you know private cop like jeremiah was filling me in, like because it happened again as i mentioned when we got off the air and i didn't even know any of the details and i was i didn't understand it like okay he he it came out that he broke team policy yes and he was warned yeah so i again i can't i'm not standing up for the dude Correct. and you know you know he uh you know, but that's between him and his partner and, and all of that. It's certainly not, it certainly happens a lot, as you mentioned, unfortunately. It does. But I, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have, I still don't even know how I feel about the situation. Cause I, I agree with you. I just kind of feel like he was kind of thrown out there to be made an example of. Yep. And I, again, I don't condone this type of behavior, <laughs> No, but it's just, again, I just think that's something that should remain between him and his partner. And in this case, you know, Neil Long. And, um, I don't know. It'd be, be interesting again, the, to, to not, the team didn't know what was going on. This is very similar, you know, last year, Brad Stevens, uh, like hangs it up, like right before the, <laughs> the season almost. And, uh, you know, that, that turned out all right. Um, you know they they have a really good team. Um, as far as how it's you know we, we're a sports podcast, we certainly branch out of the world of sports when it's related to sports, and we're not afraid to say what we got to say. I'm just uh, you know this is a sports podcast, so I'm going to turn it back on the sports aspect here. The East just got a little more interesting, I think. Um, you know, it was media day. I know we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some other things especially your nets but um how do you think this impacts a team going into the the season again tip off in like three weeks the celtics
1: yeah i i mean they still have the pieces it's i mean coaching does mean a lot but uh i think it does impact them uh without having your your leader and the way that he coached you and And to build off of that, I'm going to have the media swirling around you for not positive things, when it should be positive things. Uh, You know, you guys came out of nowhere. This this is what they should be talking about. You came out of nowhere, got to the finals. Uh, Yes, you lost, but, you know, nobody saw you there. It should be talked about that. But all we're talking about is me and Doku. So that's what we're dealing with at this point in time. So it's just... I think it's going to affect them. I still think they're going to be around at the end. I, I still believe they're a top. There's too much talent least, on this game. Yeah, yeah. Way too much. So I, I don't think it it's going to affect them too much, but I, I do think when it comes to crunch time, it's, it's going to affect them. But again, we'll see. You, you never know. You really never know. He was a part of the staff. It's not like this coach just came out of nowhere. He he's been around. He knows these guys. So I, I guess we'll just see. Yeah. It's just,
0: uh, a weird situation um and I, again we'll see I, I still kind of I just think it's so weird to like keep him keep him around this isn't like yeah. a you know what comes to mind is um the Red Sox uh manager oh uh what's his name uh Alex Cora mm-hmm. right they like fired him because they kind of had to even though What happened to the Red? What happened? He was the bench coach for the Astros. He was not related. He was not playing for the Red Sox. He was not helping the Red Sox, but an example had to be made, right? So Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora lost their their jobs, only to Alex Cora be hired a year later, and AJ Hinch found another job uh, with the Tigers after his suspension was done too. So that was the immediate thing that came to mind, especially being Boston related to. I don't, I, I just think it's probably better off for the organization to cut ties. This is very strange. Um, well,
1: it, it would have been to, to your point of the coaches that part of scandals, it, this is America. This is 2020. People get all up in arms about whatever situation is. And I'm not talking about if you have the right or not to feel the way that you feel not what I'm talking about here, but people get so hot on a topic at that point in time. And then two months later, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. And then five months later, the people that were involved in it are back to doing whatever they do. Cause we have such short term memory. And that is what, if they handle this correctly, they could have said he's suspended for violating a team policy. They could have left it as is left it in house, handle it within house. And it wouldn't look this messy, but instead somebody it's clear that somebody, in the in that organization wanted this to be out in the public and talk about this. But they could have kept this in-house. They could have just said he violated a team policy. We're not going to go any further into that. And they could have left it at that. Let everybody speculate. Guess what? You can speculate all you want to the moon and back. Well, guess what? We're not going to say anything. It's just a team policy. Every time they ask, it's just a team policy. It was violated. We go from there had people sign ndas you can't talk about it you did what you did we move on from there you come back next year and that's it
0: yeah and it was a consensual relationship eggs, too. Eggs. Oh, that's, that's the craziest part that's the that's a part that i don't understand it's not like this isn't like an isaiah thomas uh, exactly. situation with the knicks or with the liberty um you know it's uh this is like to our understanding at least and tell me if i'm wrong like just he's basically having an affair with yes. someone on his staff. And again, yes. if it's against the rules, it's against the rules. I know in many organizations you have to like kind of uh, make that info public. But again, if you're told to stop and you don't stop and you think you're, you know, above the rule, then then I then I can I I support that. But it's just a, stra- a really strange situation. But um, you know, the NBA is around the corner as we mentioned. And just moving on, it was media day. I know a lot came out, um, a lot of different uh, stories. And and this is the first time that really, if you're not named Patrick Beverly, uh, t- uh, players actually got the microphone in front of them and, and got their opinions uh, and, and were asked some questions here. I mentioned the Tatum thing. Real quick, I know you're gonna we'll we'll get into the Nets here because Katie and Kyrie both had a lot to say. Zion looks really good. He does. He He, does, he looks good. I and watched apparently, him speak to Malika Andrews
1: yeah. the other day, and he said all the right things. He sounds like he's ready to go, and that bounce is about to be on full display this year. So have fun watching the Zion show because I'm going to have a ball watching it.
0: That team was 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 really good without him. Yeah. Um, and I know he hasn't played with, like, CJ and, and some of those guys. But, yeah, definitely be a
1: a team to watch in the West there. Um, CJ just got another extension, too. so Yeah, yeah.
0: So, and uh, James Harden said he lost 100 pounds. Tweet that. So, hopefully, uh, he's back to looking like uh, the old James Harden. I, he's certainly lost a lot of the athleticism over the years.
1: That's, uh, we'll see. that's for sure. We'll see. Just like we'll see what Ben Simmons does. We'll see. Yeah, uh, you can talk all the talk you want, but, you know, you got to go out there and face these people. So talk is cheap. Just prove it. I I, I would love to see James Harden do that because that those battles would be crazy. But we'll see. Right. We'll see. Um, But you want me to just jump right into KD, man? Yeah, it's I, a
0: marathon pod. I got a, I got a lot to say about KD for the people. Quick. Yeah, go ahead, man. So your KD team.
1: finally spoke. Uh, after his long, long, long standoff with the Nets on this offseason. And it was miserable. It was like everybody that I knew was hitting me up like, so what do you think? Like, you ain't breaking up the team and so on and so forth. So Katie said this. He said, it was a lot of uncertainty around our team last year. I committed to this organization for four years last summer with the idea that we were going to be playing with that group that we kind of went on a little around, uh, went a second round with, um, I felt like another year of that, us being healthy, we were building something towards the future. So then, as the season went on, you seen what happened with our season. Guys in and out of the lineup, injuries, just a lot of uncertainty, which filled some doubt in my mind about the next, year, next four years of my career. I mean, I'm getting older. I want to be in a place that's stable and try to build a championship culture. So I had some doubts about that. I voiced them to Joe Josiah, and we have moved forward from them. Uh, and then he went on to say this. Uh, when somebody asked him if he was worried about getting traded, he was just like, no, I know that I'm, I'm that good and that you're just not going to give me away. That's one of the things I appreciate about Sean and Joe, Sean being Sean Marks. Uh, that's like, you're too good to us. You're too good for us to give you away. Uh, just that easy, that simple. So I understand that I know who I am. Um, yes, he is really good. Uh, but he also needs to understand the situation, which I think he was He was humbled in the situation from what it sounded like, even though that last paragraph sounded a little cocky about him knowing who he is. Like, we all know who he is. He's arguably, at this point in time, the best player in the world. Uh, but the nets also knew that if they weren't going to get back a hole for him they had all the rights in the world to never move him and everybody knows kd wants to play basketball so he wasn't going to sit out for four years and not play so he really had no leverage at all in this situation uh he may have thought he did because of who he was but the nets literally could have said okay whatever we much rather sit with you not playing than you to play for somebody else to come and torch us all this time. We're just gonna lose out on that. And Katie, like he said in this, he didn't want to lose out on those four years, so he went and did what he had to do. Um, I think that's a great decision because I'm super excited to see Ben Simmons. I, I, I said it before before the whole passing and not shooting situation. Ben was in the top ten in the NBA. And some could argue he was in the top five when he was active. He was when he finished that season. He was in the MVP voting. Uh, top five is hard, man. I argue. know that top five is. That's why I said arguably on that one because that top, top five ten is hard for me time,
0: too. Especially yeah. he's not a well-rounded player. He's got no he's, shot.
1: He he has no shot, but he does everything else really. Sure, good. yeah, so he's that's a the great only defensive knock on his game. Yeah, he can't shoot. Right, um, so. I mean, at one point in time, Russell Westbrook was in top 10, and he can't really shoot, but he can triple-double the hell out of you and score, right? Um, So I'm just really, really intrigued to see that, but then it it brings me to Kyrie, which is what, Katie didn't mention him in what he said, but he mentioned him without saying it, Uh, but Kyrie spoke up. uh, He said, uh, I gave up four years, 100 million-something, deciding to be unvaccinated, and that was the decision. Uh, Then he went on to say, I get this contract, get vaccinated or be unvaccinated. And there's a level of uncertainty of your future, whether you're going to be in this league, whether you're going to be on this team. So I had to deal with the real life circumstances of losing uh, my job for this decision. So he's talking about the, the choice that he made to not get vaccinated, which as Sam and I have said on here numerous occasions, He has the complete ability to do whatever he wants to do with his body because it's his body. But also you have to understand just with every decision, there is consequences, right? For every action, there's a reaction. And he chose not to do that. So the NBA had rules in play and he couldn't play at home. He could play in certain places, but not at home, which was stupid as we agreed, Sam, with some of the things and restrictions that were happening in New York. Um, But, he knows that he left that money on the table and, and he's got to understand that teams aren't going to put money out on you. You have Nike. That's not there in limbo with you because nobody knows what you're going to do, which the wind blows to the East today. You don't want to play the wind blows to the West today. You want to play, right? It's, it's too wishy-washy for teams, especially in this business. They need to know what they have, especially if they're going to keep some of these valuable players on their team, because they want to know that, you're going to be there especially in this situation with kd kdk there because of you he didn't have to go there he came there because of you he could have went anywhere and he changed. he decided to come to new york with you to play so with all that said sam i hope all this is in the past and we don't have to talk about this much after they play the first 10 games and they're out here giving these teams buckets because this team is really really scary uh, with picking up the Royce O'Neals of the world, bringing back Patty Mills, um, Seth Curry, who's not he's not going to start right away. I mean, he might be there for his, the, this beginning of the season, but he's still recovering. From Joe shooting. Harris. Joe Harris yeah. is back. Uh, so they have some shooters around these guys to to space open this court of uh, the floor. So I'm just really, 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 really happy to see. Yeah, I hope,
0: you know, as a basketball fan, I just hope we finally get to see this team. Yeah. You know, it's it the amount of, you know, we could count on both our hands, the amount of games that Harden, Durant, and Kyrie played together, right? So it's, um, you know, just get Ben Simmons, get his mind right, get on the court. I mean, he was very candid. I heard some clips. Uh, he was on JJ Reddick's podcast. He was very candid about um, his past and and certainly, uh, you know, what happened at the end in Philly there, that game where he passed the ball and, instead of just making the – the dunk there um so really candid and uh you know hope we wish them the best there yeah
1: listen to that for sure
0: um yeah uh yeah as a basketball fan that this will be fun to watch and i i hope we're only talking about the nets in a positive light here um let's hope
1: let's hope let's get to honorable mention you put something here and i before you dive into it uh i want to give this person a huge apology cuz i didn't think he was going to reach it. Um i've always liked him, i just didn't think he was going to get there and he shut me all the way the hell up and that is Albert Pujols. So, Sam tell the people what Albert did.
0: Yeah, over uh, the weekend Albert Pujols hit two home runs. Uh it was on Friday. And he joined the 700 home run club. Uh again, Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Albert Pujols. Um so forever enshrined there. Um, yeah I'm with you I remember the uh, right before the all-star game right uh, they announced Albert Pujols in the home run derby and we laughed and we didn't quite understand it he had a handful of home runs he was barely playing but this Cardinals team's playing really well and he's what with Yachty and and Adam Wainwright the the three of them back together there he's really been the the purpose and the, 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 um, you know, a huge part of the heart of this Cardinals team and they look really good.
1: Well, I don't and, uh, gloss over the fact that you just said in the all-star game, cause that was the turnaround for him is because yeah, the home yeah. all that love from all his peers and that sparked him on his way out. So I don't want to gloss over that part. Cause I really feel that was the turning factor for him moving towards this and having this type of season that he's been having Sam.
0: Yeah, definitely. I don't have in numbers in front of me, but he's definitely been another kind of player. And and he's not playing every day. Again, he's more in a platoon situation. But um, showing, you know, showing that he's got something left in there. And I'm just glad he made it to this uh, to this goal there. And, um, you know, he deserves all the, the praise that he's been getting. Uh, so that was quick honorable mention to uh, one of the best right hand hitters of all time, Albert Pujols. Uh, let's uh quick talk about do you care. Yes. One oh. great what right-handed hitter to another. I sent this picture to you last night um right before the Blue Jays walked off the Yankees, but Aaron Judge showed up to uh Rogers Centre in Toronto Monday night with a sweatshirt that said New York or nowhere. Do you care?
1: Absolutely care. Um I mean you're going to he's going to ride with his team that he has it right now. He's with the Yankees now, but that doesn't mean that he could be with the Yankees after this. I still think he's going to end up staying with the Yankees. Um, I, I hope should. you're right, man. Uh, I hope so, too, because if not, then at that point in time, I don't see what we need Cashman for anymore. <laughs> I'm honestly going to say this. I know Cashman's done that, and I know that's a wild take. But if you fumble the bag on this one with a guy that is homegrown, went up through your home farm system and has become this mega superstar and you just didn't want to pay him because you want to be cheap and you're scared because of the Alex Rodriguez contract and you didn't want to give him that eight years or whatever you're stupid and you deserve not to be there at all because if he they let him walk I'm saying this right now too and this is going to hurt my soul saying this if he doesn't sign the contract because of what they did I hope he goes to the Red Sox and tortures the Yankees for the rest of his career because they deserve it after that.
0: Well, the Red Sox are cheap too. They're yeah, not. They they're are. talking about <laughs> they, not they even. Are. Yeah. They let Mookie go because they couldn't pay him, and they're yeah, talking sure. about letting Xander Bogarts go, and That's they wild. basically pick Trevor Story over Xander Bogarts. And uh yeah, there's that. So um I I really felt for Red Sox fans and made fun of them mm-hmm. when uh when uh Mookie left and got traded for really kind of nothing. Um, Alex Verdugo is a good player but um you know so i really hope you're right man i uh i just have this really weird feeling and i know it's probably going to be one of the lowest points in my sports fandom if if this guy walks i think i think it, it really would be um so i i hope you're right i you know i'm paraphrasing here and i hope i got this right but I was listening Buster only say a couple like weeks ago that when the Yankees offered him that contract before the season his representatives basically just said no. They didn't counter with anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know the whole story. There's two sides to a story. Obviously that's coming that's coming from the Yankees. Right? That that info is coming from the Yankees. Yeah. Um someone there. So yeah again I hope they figure this out the guy's on his way to winning a triple crown uh even though he hasn't hit a home run in like six games he's torching the ball he's he's getting on base extra base hits he's he's stealing bases he's scoring runs
1: he's playing he, baseball he's playing he's <laughs> yeah. doing what he does
0: yeah. um and the team you know he carried the team during their uh during August where they couldn't do anything right and uh this team is is back uh clicking and uh, hopefully uh, can get get right in the last week and a half before the. Uh,
1: I I love started. that he hasn't hit the home run yet. I mean, I want to see it, but it's giving the team such a type of energy. Like these guys are feeding off this, and it's coming at a, like the perfect time. They're going. to They're come all at the top step of the yep. dugout, man. Watching, yep. it's really yep. cool. But really I mean, cool they, this is going to fuel. I feel like these guys are going to feed off of this, right? They they you've had cabrera who i absolutely love man i love this young kid uh like feeding off of this energy and just moving forward so i love that the team is doing this but anyway let's what's the uh oh by the way that new york uh, or nowhere hoodie is 105 dollars on the website new york or nowhere if you really want to get it um next one sam what we got
0: check out for the love of hype podcast Wherever you listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't I don't have all the details because I kind of don't care. But the Pro Bowl format has changed. The Pro Bowl, as we know it is, is finally gone. Good riddance. There will be a flag football game, which I'm OK. I'm kind of interested in. I'm super interested in that. Yeah, I, I'm changing my tone here. And uh, th- uh, probably like a skills challenge and a bunch of things throughout the week. I just see on Instagram all the time, like all these old skills challenges from like 20 years ago, and these yes. quarterbacks like ripping it. Yes. I'm intrigued to see that. Um, so I'd change mine. I do care. Um, it's definitely going to be better than
1: Pro Bowl. I do care if there's going to be like a version of jock jams, jock sports. Oh, that would be cool. I, I need that back. That's all I need. So, yes, please do something like that. A flag football game is going to be really, really fun because I play flag football or did – prior to my Achilles, it's really, really fun. And watching former players play in a certain league that is run by Mike Vick, it's really, really fun to watch um, these guys play in this and still, you know, try to be elusive with just the flag. And, you know, you can get hurt doing it, but it's fun just playing flag football. There's probably going to be a lot of jam fingers if they really play as hard as I think they will. Um, Yeah. So what's the next one, Sam? Last but not least, there was a rumor late last week That
0: after Apple Music is now the sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show Mm. in uh, Arizona, this year in Glendale, that uh, Taylor Swift was going to headline the Super Bowl halftime show for Super Bowl 57. That is not true. It's been confirmed that uh, Rihanna will um, grace the stage and um, be the Super Bowl halftime show. So uh, do you care?
1: Absolutely. I love Rihanna. Um, She's great. And that was gonna be a way better performance than Taylor Swift anyway. I don't need to hear slow ass Taylor Swift songs when I'm watching uh that and except for Shake It Off, Shake It Off, ooh, ooh. I don't I don't need to see all that. I'm good on that. I'll take all of Rihanna's catalog and I'm sure you're gonna say something about me, my rendition of the Taylor Swift song. I'm clipping that, yeah. Good, you should. Um, but I I heard and uh this is the my understanding so thank you to Farkas and my my brother Rel as well, is uh, the understanding is that Taylor turned it down. And the reason she turned it down is because she doesn't own her music like that. So it wouldn't be because what happens after these artists perform, their streaming goes up. That means if you own your rights to it, you get paid a bunch. Um, you get paid a bunch to do the Super Bowl anyway, but that is my understanding from what they, they have saw. I don't, there's no...
0: Yeah, you know, she's been know, in the I know she's been she's, in dispute with that for a while. Yes. Yeah, Scooter Braun, who uh, was once Justin Bieber's manager, owns Taylor Swift's catalog. Yep. So that's why she there's a clause in there that after a certain amount of time, she can re-record stuff. So she's been slowly re-recording her catalog. But yeah, that's a that's a great point. She doesn't own her her music. Um, you know, my wife really cared. She was pumped. My wife's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Um, I, I love rihanna um
1: yes, i do as well
0: uh she's great shout out to rihanna who actually are our friends at k104 who we uh are on their podcast or podcast page at k104 online.com slash podcast she once performed at Kfest fest
1: mm-hmm. which is still wild to me
0: crazy uh, a lot of uh a lot of big names throughout k-fest throughout the years pitbull was also on that show so and he
1: was mr Why?
0: there you go um yeah so shout out to kevin of but yeah i'm I'm pumped and i'm pretty excited to see who uh gets on stage with her
1: um yes. it, it'll be a who's who i'm sure of it
0: i originally thought hove but i think he needs his own like i don't think this is like a a jay-z like Thing. even though he's a part of rock nation's a part of making this super bowl half happen i kind of feel like jay needs his own stage and it would be fair to rihanna he if uh, he showed up
1: stage and i i hope that happens before i transition on in this world but yeah i mean if he's never gonna do it just i would love if he just popped out same with kanye i would just love that he popped out too because she can bring out a lot of people and even her husband um yeah. she can bring out too so well, who knows? Who knows what we will get? But I'm very, very intrigued uh, by that for sure.
0: That was uh, that was it. episode 71 of the Chasing Points podcast or Marathon pod today. It's good to have Hayes back. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, again, follow us on um, Instagram at Chasing Points podcast. I put up a poll, uh, basically, who's a better choice for the Super Bowl halftime show? Taylor Swift or Rihanna. Um, So you can vote on that. Be fun to see what happens. We'll report back next week. But uh, check us out too, chasingpointspodcast.com. For Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, peace.
1: This is my favorite time of the year, is fall. I may be a little biased because my birthday is literally the first day of fall every year, the 22nd of September. But it's hoodie season. You know what else it is? Apple cider donut season. And good Lord, I'm waiting to have my face stuffed with apple cider donuts. And you can give me some apple cider too with it. I'll take that. But this is my time. So if you are my friends and you live in this area, or you're listening to this and you're coming up state in New York and you live in New York and you're coming to the wineries up by us, pick up your boy a box of apple cider donuts. Ping your location. I'll meet you because I want them. He's serious. I'm very serious. And on that note, bye guys.